yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Striker! And another! Bing bang sticking in! Thank you and good night! Twat! That was liquid football! Uh, shit! Did you see that? Hello everybody! It's your old friends at Monday Madness and welcome to the Dawood Liquid Football Podcast Extra Time. Quit copying me, you bitch. <laughs> it's I'm your host comparing. Yeah. Your host uh, Jonathan here alongside my Gunner friends uh, Rachel and Neil. Two guns, baby. Yes. Um currently comparing notes on our fantasy football teams, which we'll get to very, very soon. But um if you don't know what the show is, it's basically our kind of like our PS because we have a terrible habit of talking way too much on these podcasts. So we said, fuck it, let's just work with that and make up a second second show that's not time sensitive. Yeah. So this is what this is. Extra time, if it's you will. It's pretty much the same show, except that we're not going to be topical about it. We're just going to, you know, we're going to have different little segments in here that are a bit more fun, a bit more loose, uh, allow us to talk shite a little bit more and uh, maybe even uh, reminisce every now and then when the season's a bit quiet. Yeah, when there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> also known as the international break. When there's nothing break. to talk about, we will still talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll find something to talk cool. about. Let's rock and roll. Yes, it. we're going to start off our show with Transfer Guff. If you're not familiar with this uh, segment, we, as in I, I'm going to take two real transfer stories that have been published. Well, this is probably the last time we're going to be able to do this, because the transfer window's going to close. No, Neil, no. Days. The transfer growth never stops. Never stops, Neil. There's never, the transfers are going to keep going on forever. Do you not know how this works by now? So, I thought I did. <laughs> so I, I have two actual transfer stories that have been published by actual publications, and in with them, I've stuck in one of my um, fabricated stories that I've taken off my FIFA save file. So it is up to my two uh, colleagues here to decide which is the real stories and which is the fake. Okay, let's so, do this. Yes, Neil. Yeah. Are you are you with us now? Or are He's you gonna... copying me? Yeah. Physically. Stop! Stop copying our fantasy football team. Physically or the idea there was supposed to be a reveal. Damn it. By the way, that was like a further distance than what you initially missed from. I know. That was so bad. That's how you do it. We're throwing Jeez. Toffee Crisp Yeah, it was Toffee Crisp based um, ammunition the there. the fuck? Yeah. That's what you get for peeking. If you, get, if you peek, you get hit by chocolate bar. That's how this podcast works. And I've said it now. It's been kiss, documented kiss, on the internet kiss, so people will know. Kiss my ass. So, here's Transfer Guff. Our top headlines tonight. According to Daily Star, Ugh. Porto are in the talks with Joe Hart... As a replacement for Iker Casillas, chances are this will be a free transfer, as Burnley have uh, already signed a new goalkeeper in Bailey Peacock-Farrell, uh, and potentially another goalkeeper as well after their sale Tom Heaton. But the plan is that Joe Hart might move to Portugal to replace Casillas, who's now gone on the coaching staff there. And because his heart exploded. Indeed. Kind of appropriate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, our next story. According to Italian journalist Tancredi Palmieri, 
Radamel Falcao has been offered a 5 million euro a year a deal until 2022 to join Galatasaray. So much so that Galatasaray fans have welcomed Radamel Falcao to uh, the club. Although he hasn't officially been announced yet. But every Turkish fan is convinced that Falcao is going to be a Galatasaray player. That's according to Tancredi Palmieri. And our third story of the week concerns Leon. And according to RMC Sport, they are sending out replacements from Moussa Dembele in case they, he is sold to Manchester United in this window. And they have sounded out only one replacement, and that's Alexander Mitrovic. Now, he signed a new deal with Fulham in the last few weeks. So if they want to sign him, and he, they are his number one target apparently, um, they'll have to spend upwards of £25 million to sign him. So, I'll rerun those stories again. The first story is Joe Hart to Porto as a replacement for Iker Casillas. Story number two is Radamel Falcao to Galatasaray on a €5 million Euro a year deal. Or, no, story number three, Alexander Mitrovic to Leon as a replacement for Moussa Dembele. So, team, what happens next? You think which one's the bollocks one? Which one is they're, bollocks? They're which one bollocks. is from FIFA? I am going to say I'm the most bollocks one is Falcao de Galatasaray. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to pay that not need motherfucker five million quid a year. So you're both going for Falcao here? Yeah. Okay. Let me just check my notes. No, I know the right answer. <laughs> so the first bullshit story, sorry, the first real story, I should clarify, is Joe Hart to Porto. That is a real story. It was published in the Daily Star. They reckon that the That doesn't mean it's real. I know it's not real, but it's a, it's a published story, Okay. So that was the real story, first one. The second real story is Radamel Falco to Galatasaray. Oh my god, what? Yes, according to Tan Curry Palmieri, he thinks that Galatasaray are in for Falco, offer 5 million euro a year, just slugging out a fee with Monaco over his transfer. Which means that the story, I've tricked you all, the story I took from FIFA was Alexander Mitrovic signing for Lyon to replace Moussa Dembele. Uh, well, look, they were all a load of bollocks, but I can't believe five million a year. Yeah, that uh, that was the that was the thing that really. Fabian was literally no knees. <laughs> yeah, that was what that was the best he's part of it. Just hair. Like he's just walk like he's walking on just a pair of matchsticks. Yeah, exactly. That's what that was my favorite part of the story was that like this. Now, by the way, this journalist is a complete fucking spoofer. By the way, he like he's the guy that does all the like, Italian features on like every other show you know. Basically, he's a complete fucking bullshitter. But he often comes out with these stories that goes like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, no, Falcao's going for Galatasaray. You heard it here first. It was like, no, we really read you heard it here first because you're the only person saying it. <laughs> yeah. No one else is saying that. <laughs> you heard it here first because you made it up. Yeah. Now, granted, this you're is the out. first person to put that string of words in a sentence ever. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, this is going out a week late, so we could be all wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be fucking idiots if Falcao does not go to right. When this goes out, I have a feeling that I will not be eating humble pie. <laughs> Alright? I'm more than willing to contend that that's a possibility, but no. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're going on a limb and I'm not. So, our, um, our set piece for today then, on Extra Time, is we are going to be talking about the promoted teams. Because we spent an arsehole of time 
on the uh, top six and who we think are going to break into the top six. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares about the midfield because yeah. they're Premier League teams. They get enough exposure as it is due to their horrible corporate television deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, who knows about the promoted teams? Has we has anyone watched the promoted teams before they got nope. to the big time? No. No? no. Nope. I know Jack Grealish plays for Aston Villa and I don't like him, so... There's that. Okay, so you're already biased. Yeah, I know Villa are coming in with a pretty strong enough team. Mm. They've been building for this for a while. Sheffield are going in with pretty much their half keeping, the Irish squad. Yeah, half yeah. the Ireland squad. So they're keeping and they're also keeping faith with their old guard. They're they're not like they didn't call a load of the players that got them to where they are. Mm. They kept the fates. They got a solid enough manager. Yeah, they they kept the first team and I think they called anyone that was kinda of there from like League yeah. One. You know. And uh, Norwich? Are they the ones that were Norwich were champions of the championship last season. Yeah. Do they still have Grant Holt? They don't. Unfortunately, he has uh, gone to pursue his real uh, passion, which is professional wrestling. Can you not do both? Yeah. No, we can't, actually. Oh, okay. No. Well, Tim Boyce has tried that and failed miserably on both counts. Um, uh, Troy Deeney does it quite successfully. Top rope Troy. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If there's anyone, if there's anyone that should be a pro wrestler, it's Troy Deeney. <laughs> He's got the face for it. Yeah. He's got the face for a chair shot. No, no. If he... Uh, <laughs> He'll be masked. <laughs> He'll be the Hornet. Or El Hornet Day. He's still got his face for it. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. But I, I often look at his face and think, is that guy wearing a mask? He'll be like, a, he'll be, he'll unmask like Kane did back in the day where he had like burn marks on his face and like curly hair up and top here. Like, yeah. oh, those are the days. That scarred me for life, that did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, well, I suppose we better start with the champions than North City. They're managed by uh, Daniel Farke, who's a terrifying looking man, but he's a product of the uh, Dortmund Coaching Academy. He's one of the Kloppites. Hence, so, hence the terrifying look of him. Yeah, exactly. It's, How it, many rows of teeth does he have? I counted two, okay. but there could. But as is often the case, there's normally a like a hidden row of three like an anger somewhere. Row. Yeah, it's not like how like a, the xenomorphs have like a small mouth that protrudes. Yeah. Right. Anyone that normally now Tushel is the one exception because he's no teeth, but um, everyone else that comes out from yeah, the system. He, it's it's widely known he kills his prey via constriction. Exactly. Yeah, he's a hugger. <laughs> He's the hugger variety. Klopp is both. You see, so he's a, the most... Yeah, a rare mix of the two. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in this case, you see Farke, I think he might just have it in the back of his mouth for special occasions. Um, but the reason I say that is because Norwich pretty much play the same way as Liverpool do, um, for the most part. They play uh, with a 4-5-1. Like, they just pack the midfield out with players. I, I've, watched a few, I've watched a few of their games and they got promoted. I was like, okay... I can see why they're promoted because they play really, really good football. Um, it's kind of weird because no one really kind of like expected Norwich to be championship contenders at the start of the season because they had a terrible like season last time, and then suddenly they just kind of switched on. But the reason they switched on was because all their young players flourished at the same time. They got a really young squad. They also come in with that big star celebrity quality and Delia Smith. Yes, and Stephen Fry, Ed Balls, oh, well. yes. yeah. So they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of grunts behind them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they they let's be having them, as they say. Mm-hmm. Let's be having you. Let's be having you. Where are you? <laughs> I really hope that happens again. I really, really <laughs> get her sauced up again. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing is, their their team are actually playing really good football. Like un, like unnaturally good for Norwich. It's really good attacking football. Right, unbelievable they're, attacking they're football. Not exactly watertight at the back. No, but that I but that's because their fullbacks are twenty and twenty one. Yeah. 
yeah. and are encouraged to run and spend as much time in the opposition box as is mm. possible. Yeah. Generally, I think they get, they kind of get fined for every minute outside of the opposition box they spend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's, and it's part of the tactics too, because when they bomb up, then the midfield kind of constrict, like squeezes into, like there's five in the midfield. Mm-hmm. So this so fucking, this constriction kind of team mm-hmm. runs through from the manager into the team. A little bit, yeah. Like if you're, if you're not being attacked by the teeth, then you'll get the teeth on the pitch. Yeah. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, their main, obviously, they only really have one striker, and that's uh, Timo Puki, which was he tore, he tore it up a lot. It, I think it was the top scorer with thirty goals or something like yeah, that. He was scoring he like one. Oh, Puki, Puki, Puki. Yeah. he's Finnish. Yeah, I'm not sure why he's a footballer, not a F1 driver. I thought they were all yeah, rally drivers. Or rally drivers or yeah, that's weird. They have um, shit. They have a mad Argentine motherfucker. I was about to get to him, Buenadilla. Buenadilla. He is brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. I have to admit, like, every, everything I've seen of Norwich mm. has either been Puki or Buenadilla. Buenadilla, yeah. Um, because he's just, like, apparently this little electric Argentine midfielder he's they have. so similar to Coutinho. Absolutely buzzing yeah. around. He's so similar. And the gas thing is, like, this is why I think there's such an accomplishment for Norwich, because he cost him two million. You see, and now that the fact that now that they're they're promoted and all these players are now getting the kind of the limelight, you can see now how good they are. It all comes down to scouting because they scouted the fullbacks, they scouted uh, Pookie from. Celtic. Well, the budget's the division smallest, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and they've only spent a grand total of a million so far. Mm-hmm. Now, I I absolutely reckon they'll probably sign maybe one or two, maybe on loan. By the time this comes out, uh, they have to because it needs some Premier League experience in there. Uh, but it's overall a very exciting team, and it's a very different team, you know, to to the Norwich we used to know. Because the last time I think they were up was Chris Hewton. Mm-hmm. Uh so there was a real like real belt and braces stuff over there. But this is all a real young side, um, a lot of our real homegrown players as well. Like, yeah. As I said, the two fullbacks, Max Aaron's and Jamal Lewis, uh, who's Northern Irish by the way, uh, the two of them like they're homegrown. Um, Tom Tribal I think is one of their is their number six, and I think he's homegrown mm-hmm. as well. And another player I can't recall off the top of my head, uh, who's an arch like youngster as well. Godfrey. Godfrey, thank you. Um, and they're all. And uh, James Madison came from that system as well. Cantwell is he on? Oh, Cantwell is what I was thinking of. Sorry, not Godfrey. They bought Godfrey. Oh, okay. But it's always the same way. They got they scouted all those players from lower leagues. So they got Buenadilla from I think the second German division, from a, a team I can't remember. But they've all been scouting these like really like these blue chip players that haven't been seen yet. And it's kind of come to fruition at the same time, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, be- the best thing um, I've seen, uh, the best, sorry, verdict of Norwich is uh, we'll feel like unwelcome guests at a Swish party. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're going to go for it. But, like, from what I've heard of their playing style, which is, like, as you said, Liverpool light, which is all full-backs, everybody runs forward, mm. and tries to score literally as many goals as they possibly can. Yeah, it's, if Liverpool played with like one striker, if we had a big target man yeah. up front, this is how we play. Yeah. We, we, we still have the full-backs bombing forward, but with the midfield, we'll kind of like turn from horizontal to vertical, mm-hmm. where like once the full-backs go, the midfield kind of like turns sideways, yeah. you know? So the tribal kind of like goes real back, obviously splits the, the centre-backs, and then the midfield kind of twists, yeah. so Buenadilla kind of goes up front. But the defence then is just like line of stern. Really good tactically, and they're a very like energetic team. But I'm excited to see Pookie. Yeah, I hope Pookie does well. That it's, name it's... is just amazing. That's the best name. And who... Peacock Farrell? No, uh, he's a Leeds player. Oh. Yeah, Tim Krul is um their number one actually. Yeah, remember him? Oh. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, Peacock Farrell's actually Burnley now, so you'll yeah, see. Yeah, you'll that's, still that's, see him. I was going to say as the name of the. Oh yeah. Best yeah. name in the league. I know. It, yeah, it's it's a few choices there, but I think yeah, I, I go for Pookie over Peacock Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Peacock Farrell is very Tory, you know, so he's probably. Thatcherite. So, um, Sheffield United then. Um, another real surprise, actually. I think everyone's kind of taken it back last season that these these are the teams that got promoted, as opposed to like Stoke or West Brom or some of the usual suspects, um, or Leeds even in that case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this team got there by merit. They got went on a massive winning streak in the championship. No one really understands why, but it makes complete sense why because they had two fantastic strikers in form. They had full-backs pressing up like mentalists. Mm-hmm. Their centre-backs were scoring goals. Exactly, yes. Um, I have on good authority that they will normalise the phrase overlapping centre-backs. Yes, that's, that's kind <laughs> that's, of their that thing. Is now, thanks to Sheffield United, that will now be a thing. Yeah. Uh, I think their, their centre-backs are Jack O'Connell and yeah, O'Connell's in the way Chris team, Basham. O'Connell's in my uh, fantasy football team. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Apparently he's brilliantly defensive, marauding runs from centre back. Yeah, that does, those words don't even go together. Does it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's like Mustafi if he had a purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, funny enough, actually, uh, Harry Maguire came from Sheffield United, so I think there's a little bit of a coincidence mm-hmm. there, you know. I suppose Jack Yelka didn't. Jack Yelka was there as well, yeah, during the Neil Warnock days. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their leads. Is there a lead scorer? Is Billy Sharp? Billy Sharp, yeah. The most fucking Royal Rovers fucking yeah. name I've ever. Billy oh, Sharp. That's like a. Didn't that's he a com- have like? Oh, I know Billy Sharp. I know he got promoted with Southampton that's back in it. the day, yeah. and it was kind of a shame really because he left Southampton around the same time his son died of leukemia. Yeah. So nice. a lot of people had a lot of goodwill for Billy Sharp, and everyone's going like, "Oh, what are you selling for?" But he went like, "No, I'm I'm going to where." At best, so he went to Sheffield United, mm-hmm. and he's been there since. Yeah. They signed a pair of somebody with the most Scottish name ever, which is Ollie McBurney. Yes, from Swansea, yeah. real tidy player. Apparently, and he is the most Scottish-looking person ever. I find he looks a bit like Stewie Griffin. If Stewie Griffin didn't have the weird sideways face, you know, or sideways head, even. So if Stewie Griffin didn't look like Stewie Griffin, this guy would be Stewie Griffin. Pretty much, yeah. That's why. That's why I kind of got from his face. That's not an insult, by the way. You know, Stuart Griffin's a great character, but not much of a footballer. Uh, uh, David McGoldrick actually was there. It was his strike partner too, so he got like tons of goals too. Yeah. But that's the that's pretty much the gist of like of Sheffield United. There, if like North City are like a controlled attacking side, Sheffield United are not. <laughs> they are it, chaos. It is proper front foot. Yeah. Everybody runs around, kind of football. McGoldrick's there to knit everything together. Yeah. He's the kind of the hold up man. In yeah. The way. And McBurney as well, so they reckon that they're setting attack. Hmm. That's it, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see them. Like, I have them in my crystal football list as surviving. Yes. Purely because of my Irish pride, I want to see them do well. I was about to say, because I think that their main kind of like Irish contingency would be Enda Stevens. You know, because he does exceptionally well in that team because he's a, he's a wingback by trade. But this is a team that really does suit wingbacks. Almost like... So much more than like other teams where like they have any defensive like issues at all. Sheffield United don't care for that. They're just going to keep scoring goals. And God love them. They're going to be in the Premier League where they really do need to defend. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't care. They're just, they're just going to keep going. Nickname's The Blades, isn't it? The Blades, yeah. yeah. Which is appropriate yeah. considering they're half owned by Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yes, that's, uh, that's appropriate. So, uh, but uh, a, friend, a friend of mine did tell me that uh, Chris Wilder Mm. The manager, he says he's got some, uh, he's got brutal honesty issues. Yes. 
and the like. If they're gonna make headlines, it's gonna be for him. Oh no, he's 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 not he's straight shooting like he's not yeah. bullshit with him like. I think even like uh like using like press interviews going like, I'm not changing my fucking style. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's a real like proper um Sheffield like mm. lad as it were, but uh, but yeah like it's again it's it's a very similar um story to Norwich where like you're used to hearing Nor Norwich and Sheffield being like tough to beat as yeah. it were like. Last time Sheffield United were in the Premier League was with Neil Warnock. And I think we all know Neil Warnock by now. He's an mm-hmm. ultimate shithouse. Uh, so it was kind of funny seeing them being such a cavalier side and having not necessarily household names, I think it's fair to say. They are like putting their their um, hope into the players that got them there and then coming in with these, as it were, blue chip players like Bernie, Ravel Morrison, who's going to be in there now. That's going to be fun. I mean, trying to see if he's going to play football again. I don't think that's going to work. But uh, I don't remember, the, I don't know many of them at midfield. But again, the midfield doesn't really matter in a team where the centre backs are attacking. So. Yeah. Again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. Like. The, phrase for the, the phrase of this season overlapping centre backs. Overlapping centre backs, my God. I, I'm looking forward to. What, not... what a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to like us playing them or them playing City. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? I don't think the scoreline really matters at this point. Yeah, it's going to be really weird when Van Dijk has to mark another centre. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here? Hey, what? Is there is there a corner? What's going on here? It's like, no, <laughs> just I'm just run up here. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the striker? May we'll wait until the end of the match to switch jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's how they'll score goals yeah. by just confusing the centre backs. Yeah. Like, wait, weren't you just here for? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> That's totally my work against use, by the way. Totally. That's totally oh, my work against use. The one thing I will say about... won't know what hit him. No, absolutely not. It's just like, It'd be a brick from the crowd. He'd be out of the shirt and we're going, that's not number nine. Like, they're getting on his oh, back no. already. Like, he's been... Yeah. That's, yeah. That's just not going to work out. I will say, though, they do have the potential to be the next Burnley, though. In terms of, like, if they just get the home, t- home like, form nailed on, they could just survive. Oh, yeah. Although, I could say the same with Norwich as well, actually. They're probably the same thing. Just get the home form in. See what you can do away from home. Yeah. So... That leaves us down with Aston Villa, who um, really did work for this fucking thing because they got through the playoffs. They had a funny season last year because they started off with Steve Bruce, mm-hmm. and then he had a cabbage thrown at them, mm-hmm. and he then he lo- <laughs> I, and <laughs> it was the cabbage that broke the Bruce's back because he left the job afterwards to go to Sheffield Wednesday. After that, mm-hmm. no one knows what happened to Steve Bruce since then. He's just disappeared in the fog to write his seventh book. Yeah, absolutely. He's got recording nightmares. It's kind of like that. Remember that old nightcap? Betty gonna get you. Pretty yeah. Pretty <laughs> With him, it's a cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets a cabbage thrown at him yeah. in the first match day against Newcastle. Oh my God. Can cabbage. I do it? Cabbage. Bro. I volunteer. Yes. It's, it's already happened by the time it's it goes out. Cabbage, yeah. Oh. Um, no, <laughs> they've apparently had a pretty good thing. Their season ticket sales to the roof. Homegrown yep. manager. Um, and the former Villa player as well, actually. Yeah, Smith, yeah. They are splashing the fucking cash. On shite. <laughs> to, in their defence, right? When to you replace look at, the shite they had. Yeah, they I had shite it. already. They're still spending inflated prices mm-hmm. on shite. I, but they did have to replace them. You know, you can't just walk in there with Jack Grealish and Dean Smith himself in like in his old home kit. You do need players on the pitch, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said, I I don't know how they're gonna go because as it was the case with Fulham last year and yeah, many I other teams. I have I have them at fifteenth, but it's very likely that they'll do it for them. Yeah, I have mm. them relegated and I would say before Christmas. Ooh, wow, that's a fucking hot That's hilarious. I have them safe by Easter. Hmm. I'd say they'd be safe. 
I think they will because there's going to be enough in that team to score goals at least because yeah. just the way they they do play quite well. Yeah, they do play. They do. Play everybody, well. everybody talks about Grealish says that he's a top six player. Anyway. Mm. And everything does go through him anyway. Yeah. So if he is as good as they say, then they'll they'll do. He's like the well. most fouled player by like a fucking mile. Country mile. Yeah. Country mile. Yeah. Maybe he's just got that kind of face. Just like he does. He does. Yeah. It's stupid hair. Yeah. It's like, it's like a face that he does have an eminently punchable face yeah. I, I have a feeling like if I was punching him my body would just for some weird reason not develop fatigue toxins so I could never get tired of punching him <laughs> he's like <laughs> I always said like he does try very hard to be Father Demo but he's not he's all McLove at best although that's a serious allegation saying he has no willy um, but like I said they did have to work for it because they had to not only beat like Marcel Bielsa's Leeds United, but they also had to beat Frank Lampard's Derby County in the mm-hmm. playoff final. So, I think they went on. They were also another team that went on a massive winning streak because they were mid table until Dean Smith came around, and then suddenly just like got them playing, scoring yeah. goals, and got up to the league yeah. table. By I think they went end up fourth or fifth in the end. Yeah. Somebody once told me um, McGinn is one of our big players. John McGinn, yes. Yeah, McGinn. He apparently he's got hints of Sunis and Dagrish all about him. Sunis for his nails and Dagrish for his vision, vision and big arse. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a big arse, actually. I know that. Yeah. What does Bum Nudge Care have to say about this? <laughs> um, too, no, too much for me to handle, I think. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, they do have an Irish contingency in Conor Hurrahan, yep. um, who's actually one of the mainstays in the team. Takes all their free kicks, all their set pieces. So, might not be a bad show for um, for fancy football. Yeah. But Their first game is against... I want to say Wolves, isn't it? Spurs. Spurs, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Their first game will be against Spurs, and yeah, that'll be like a Premier League debut for eight of their almost certain. Oh, I think, 11. I think the full yeah, the full yeah. eleven. I think could be debuts if Grealish isn't playing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it is a pretty much a whole thing. I hope that Marvelous and Camba does become a mainstay in the league. That would be a great name. That would that's be. Just, that's just headline fodder. Right yeah, there, baby. Yeah, you just get that guy from um from the fashion. Mm, marvelous, <laughs> jumping for goalposts. Lovely. Um. So overall, like we obviously we kind of like um shown our hand here at the Crystal Football but are you hopeful that these teams are going to survive or are they dead men walking? I think Norwich will yeah? and Sheffield will scrape by although we've got Chad Evans mm-hmm. I'd say he'd be gone by the time this goes I out. really yeah he'd be 5th really, or 6th choice at this stage he won't be there like. I don't think Norwich will survive I think Sheffield will but I reckon it'll be skiing all the teeth mm. and I think Villa will be safe by Easter yeah I've I would say Norwich are going to be comfortably safe. Like, they're going to be one of those teams where it's like a nice breath of fresh air in the league. Like, because, again, it's that type of football that has been proven to work, especially with us and a few other teams that have kind of gone the same way. Yeah, but they're not, they're not going to be able to do it to the level that you guys do it. No, of course yeah, not. It works with you guys because you've got elite centre backs and elite goalkeepers. Oh, and no, I, I, I agree with you on that, on that front. Like, we're, it's because we're, that's why we're second in the league. But the idea of having the bomb and fullbacks, if you do have the. If, the, if tactically you're good enough to do it. You can cover some of those shortcomings. Now, granted, this is going on the assumption they'll sign some people with common sense in the. In the yeah, but just the like you reckon, like just take it from that. Like they do that shit with us. Like, yeah. Pepe and Aubameyang are gonna have a goddamn field day. Like mm. Lacazette's literally gonna like fill his boots. Oh, believe me, I'm looking. I, I'm sure if by the time this comes out, we've had a lovely time against Norwich yeah. in the first game, or we've shit the bed, shit the bed, which yeah. is entirely possible as well. So it's hard yeah. to say. The defense didn't look too. We were ropey. Ropey, and ropey yeah. Like, let's hope that ropiness leaves and Norwich don't capitalise because all these championship teams, the one thing they've got 
is a good rest. Yes. They've got the they have had actually had a preseason. Yeah. Whereas we're just like, okay, you go on holiday here, you go on holiday here. Don't eat this. Go on holiday here. Who's still at the nations? Fuck. So has anyone seen Shakiri? Shakiri. Yeah. Here boy. Shakiri. Wasn't he kidnapped? Or was he left in Daniel Sturridge's house? <laughs> no, oh, he took the wrong dog. <laughs> Oh dear! Thought his calves looked a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, I, I have, I have high hopes for most of them, but I can see Sheffield United just like going down in a blaze of glory. Like you said it there, overlapping centre backs. That is no, no, you can't, you can't do that in the Premier League. Even Lukaku would mug you there, you know. Even Ashley Barnes would mug that team. I, I don't or know. Glenn Murray. I don't think so. I think. Can you imagine, like, the, the Sheffield reason, versus Brighton, when, Glenn Murray's one-on-one on goal, yeah. 20 yards out. But what I, the reason why my three teams are going down is because I think, you were talking about three, the yeah. three words, I think the reason why they're all going down is lack of goals. That's hence, true. Hence why yeah. I think Sheffield will stay up, because they ain't going to have that. I you do raise a very good point. That's, that's, that's the reason how good they're going to be. I think yeah. Newcastle are going to be totally toothless. I don't see Brighton doing anything. Brighton, yeah, Brighton will struggle a bit. Uh, they're going to struggle with goals. I don't think Norwich is going to go anywhere. Um, I think they're, they're going to attack like mad, but I don't think it's going to work. Are you, you, do you have any hopes in Timo Puki? In spite of his lovely Pookie. name? He sounds like a puppet. I do want to put. I, I have to admit, I do actually now want to kind of put Norwich up because of Pookie's oh, Pookie. name. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I never want to change my fantasy football team. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Um, I think Sheffield are just mad enough. It's just... Yeah, just the yeah, It's chaos. one of those plans where you're just like, it, this is just mad enough to work. Like, it, they do kind of seem like the same team. Like, almost like almost like a Stoke effect of, of sorts. Where you go to their team, you go to the Britannia and go, oh, fuck, I have to go to Stoke. It could be that same thing where you have to go, oh, fuck, now I have to go and deal with these fucking centre-backs yeah. in Sheffield. And it's yeah. miserable. It's cold. Mm-hmm. And everyone's got their knives out because they're the blades, get it? I know. Oh, blade, you son? Yes. <laughs> See, that wasn't a joke about knife crime. That was a reference to their club name. But uh, yeah, that's that's the reason why. The three teams I have going down are going to go down because they're just not going to score enough goals. Yeah, that's, that's fair, fair enough. enough. And I don't think Sheffield are, are going to have that issue. That's fair. So, Neil, you mentioned uh, fantasy football. <laughs> so, let's go to our fantasy football picks. Flash dash look into our teams because I think more so as evidence to see how this team started off at the at the point of the season. Yeah, and then and see how much it changes from then on, as is often the case. So um whoever's team loads up the first, um Oh I've got mine here. Yeah, go for it. Uh switch your team. Right oh my two goalkeepers, I've got uh Button and Allison. Okay, that's fair. Um my defenders, my five defenders, hang on, I'll get into the Transfers view. My five defenders are Ake, Coleman, Van Dyke, Walker, and O'Connell. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Uh, my five midfielders are Stevens, is the fodder. Sorry, man. 
uh, <laughs> with Charlison, Bernardo Silva, João Moutinho, and Pepe. Okay. And then uh, my three attackers are going to be uh, King, Aubameyang, and Lacazette. So now that's going to change next week because I genuinely think we're going to fill our. Uh, we're going to have a fucking goal haul against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I reckon. That's why I'm going with that. That will change obviously after first game week. Yeah. But for the f- game week one, Nilo's team going in will be a four-three-three. Alison Van Dijk, Walker, Ake, Coleman, with a midfield of Pepe, Bernardo Silva, and Joe Moutinho, with a front three of Lacazette, King, and Aubameyang. Aubameyang is my captain. Okay. Right. Um, Rachel, what's your team? I have Alison and Fabianski as the not really ever gonna get used, but Alison's gonna be my main guy. Fuck! Didn't Lacazette sprain his ankle in the preseason? Uh that's a very, very minor injury. Alright then. She'll be alright. Uh Or is it? Um, Shut up. Van Dyke, <laughs> Keane, uh Dunk and Katkart. And Jagielka is the like spare tire. Uh, Pepe, Decore, Moutinho, and Sterling. Mm-hmm. And with Gundogan as uh, or what? What's his actual name? Gundogan. Gundogan. Uh, Gundogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking great midfield, actually. To him. And then I've got Elba as my captain, Delafoyo, and Jimenez as my sub in. Say it right. Jimenez, I said it. Say it right. Jimenez. That's more like it. Yeah. It's Jimenez. This is a Jimenez. Seri- I'll kill you. This I'll is a serious you. debate during this during the break there about how you pronounce Jimenez. Yeah. It's like a gift and gift debate all over again. Since he came from Portugal, he was Portuguese, and I, they pronounced their J's. So. Did you not tell from when he put on a wrestling mask that he was Mexican? Have you ever heard of I Portuguese wrestlers? I don't know who wrestlers? he plays for. I Fuck just sake, have him Rachel. in my team. You're just not on He's one of the Wolves or the Watfords. <laughs> which is majority of my team, which is why I have my crystal ball predictions. Next time we do a podcast, I'm going to do Watford or Wolves. Uh, as we just fax between the two clubs and just see if how many Rachel that's gets that, right. There's a, there's right. Keep, keep, that remind me of that next time, viewers. Right? For extra time next year, so Watford or Wolves. Right. It's not going to end well. No. <laughs> So, my um, this is going to really confuse Rachel because my two goalkeepers are Rui Patrizio from Wolves oh. and Ben Foster from Watford. Right, there's a choice already. What? Okay. Ford? My uh, defenders are Robertson and Alexander Arnold from Liverpool. Uh, Norwich is Max Ahrens, City's John Stones, and uh, Sheffield United's Endes. Stones. Yeah. Okay. I think he's going to be starting this season. Laporte and Stones. I don't think Pep rates Stones, do you? I don't think so either, but Otamendi's a liability. So, also that, and I think Laporte might be playing fullback a bit this season. So I think they might just end up having Laporte on one side and then having uh, Otamendi and Stones at some point. He'll get games anyway. But uh, might not necessarily be in my team, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have Ender Stevens then as my other uh, defender. My midfield then is uh, Milivojevic from Crystal Palace. Lucas Moura from Spurs, Philippe Anderson from West Ham, Yuri Tielemans from Leicester, and Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. Yeah, I'd have gone with, I, I'd have gone with Lucas Moura, but no, I can't. Mm. I can't. He'll, he'll pick up... I wanted Son on my team, actually. No, but no I sports. went for more instead. No sports. Uh, my, um, my forwards, then, are Aubameyang, mm-hmm. Firmino, mm. and the wonderfully named Timo Pukki. <gasps> you have Pukki! I do have Pukki. So, I think... 
obviously Norwich players are not going to be in the uh, <laughs> in the starting team. Uh, so you going four four two? I'm going. I'm going four four two for the moment. Yeah. Um, I think I probably because my unfortunately can't get the team up right now. But I do believe I have Patricio as my kind of first keeper. I'm obviously going to keep the fullbacks Robertson and. Patricio, that's the Wolves keeper, yeah? That's a Wolves keeper. Oh, yeah. man. They've got the... He's going to have to deal with the Vardy party at the very first game. I think he's going to handle it quite well, Neil, actually. Really? Can he handle this WKD? I think he's going to be able to chat shit and not get banged. Or you could have the Watford keeper who's playing Brighton first. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. I might make that change. Um, as a home game as well for Watford. Why are you giving them tips? Yeah, why are you doing that? Because we, this is what we think will actually be happening and it's almost... Already a happened set, already, Almost yeah. a it's dead cert to not happen. Yeah, that's true. If the <laughs> listeners are interested in joining our Yeah, league, actually. Oh, yes, our league. I mm-hmm. have our private code as S5VU12. And we'll tweet it out then um, before the season starts. So yeah. if you haven't joined already, by all means, join us uh S5VU12. That doesn't come with Neil knocking his knee off the table, by the way. Mm. Although you can hear that sound if you beat him. <laughs> Pretty much. That you, is get, the... you get to hit him with the table if you beat him on uh, fantasy football. <laughs> what the fuck? No! <laughs> <laughs> you say that it's like I'm making promises it's not like legally binding now <laughs> <laughs> it's on Spotify it practically works yeah that's the danger zone yes exactly that's the danger zone yeah mm, that's a points for if you know where to show that oh, what's your t- team name by the way uh, oh yeah what's your team name my team name I mean, my team name mine is uh, Gone By Week 3 <laughs> <laughs> which is optimistic that's actually considering yeah. previous uh, you're being, you're being very fun. nice there today, <laughs> yeah, yeah I really fucking am uh, my one is the uh, I've always gone for a clock pun the last few years since he's come in even the season that um, Rogers got sacked I also had a clock uh, pun on it because we all know that was going to work mm-hmm. this year I've gone for Coco Clops oh, which oh is that's a, t- a good one which is try and say that three times when you're pissed I, I think mine is just like Burke Bots team <laughs> oh yeah uh, Burke Spots <laughs> <laughs> you were very creative this year were you no you know, just like yeah, just like it does come across like you did this like five minutes ago, and it's the best you could think of. <laughs> no, definitely not. Look, I've even put a brand on uh, my team jersey. That means nothing. That means I had time to do that, so I obviously can't, I, I shouldn't. I should have done that. that yeah. I spent time thinking <laughs> of my name. <laughs> You've shown your hand now. Okay, so we did finish our extra time here, folks. Uh, but we are going to end it with a blockbuster. <gasps> used to call our burning question or big question or whatever else hasn't been taken up by other podcasts at this point but this is basically I'm going to, just going to pose a very serious question <laughs> to our very serious panellists here and I so want a serious. very serious answer our blockbuster today can I have a pee please Bob who's the first manager to get sacked this season who did I say in the pilot oh it was a, it was a coin toss between either Frank Lampard 
or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, that didn't make the cut. So that didn't make the cut. You can I, you're you're a fair game to say anything you want. And I said Lampard. You did say Lampard, yes. Because I reckon the wheels are going to come off the chair. I reckon Lampard, because I I think that's going to be a fucking no. Ooh, See, Neil's that's the thing. Like, I reckon that Lampard's time. It's going to be a disaster. Okay. But I don't think they'll sack him. See, that's the thing. This is the conundrum. You see, this is why I like this question. Oli, Oli, Oli. Yeah. Oh, you're going for Solskjaer? Yeah. I, yeah. I am actually as well. I, I reckon, and to be honest with you, I reckon Solskjaer by Christmas. Wow. You see, What's the Villa manager's name? Uh, Dean Smith. Dean Smith. I. They won't sack Dean Smith. Local I, boy, like former player, no. they won't get rid of him. Look, they'll be relegated by Christmas, so after Christmas he's gone. That's my that's my hot take. That's as your hot take, but you're going by the fact that Villa signed twelve players. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Fulham. Tyrone Mings for fifteen million. Oh, that's so optimistic. It was twenty-two million. Oh, gee, like look, relegated by Halloween. Yeah. I love that's the rock you're perishing on here. Is Tyrone Mings? That's the one. That's the fun. Relegated by Halloween, and then Tyrone Mings to be prison. Yeah. Tyrone Mings to be sent to the shadow realm. Apparently. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, I can only go by my Liverpool blood says, and that is Solskjaer getting sacked before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think he's got eight games. And if he does not win any of those eight games, he is gone. That's entirely possible as well. What's their fucking schedule? Well, they've got Chelsea first. They've got a really shit start. You know, we didn't, we didn't actually preview the um, fixtures at any point, because, again, it's kind of no point doing at this point after, um, <laughs> after this, like, a week late as it were but um, but like I said the, the Chelsea game could already set the tone in terms of like which team is in the most trouble because whichever team loses is now going to be the, the, the centre of like media attention it's like oh is Frank Lampard Chelsea in trouble or is Ole Gullick Solskjaer is Man United in trouble will Ferguson come back to save the ship I said stop dude that's no, man, they're going to continue the Arsenal and crisis bollocks you know it here they probably will but you guys have probably won beating Newcastle at this stage right I'd like to think so. Five one. Unless unless Brucey is has worked his magic on you again. And <laughs> <laughs> probably he's ever worked magic against you. So it wasn't much of a blockbuster in the end because uh, I think we all kind of knew going in. I think I if there's any any other managers that are in trouble, we mentioned Lampard. Yeah, Lampard, but I reckon they'll stick with Lampard. I reckon they'll stick with Lampard unless they're like doing a Jose and scraping the relegation zone mm. by fucking Christmas. You know, because that's when they got rid of him for the second time. Yeah. Because they were fucking literally in the ditch. But I don't think that's going to happen, even though I think by Chelsea's own standards, they're not going to win anything. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. But Lampard, As I said, it's, it's a bit of a free swing this yeah, season. Yeah, Lampard is just there to just exactly just keep them running to stand still. Mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't go pear-shaped. And I really hope it does, but I don't think it's going to go that bad. Yeah. But sh- like Solskjaer is the one with the sword of Damocles over his fucking head. Like, exactly. He's people, he's... You know, they've got an incredibly vocal fan base. Everybody's shouting at them. Nobody likes the owners. Mm. They're spending literally all of the cash in the world trying to buy all of the players in world football. And they've been pretty vocal about who they kind of want to get in as well. Yeah. You know, in terms of like Pochettino's always has been courted for like the last two years. Yeah. And it's only by virtue of the fact he's still there at Spurs. Yeah. You know, that's kind of dried up. But exactly. even still. But also, I think a lot of them are going to see Spurs go downhill a, bit, a wee bit this mm. season because the stadium repayments are going to really bite in the squad's still really threadbare there's no depth whatsoever really mm. 
you know, I hope they're right in that regard. So in that kind of logic then, would this have been the right season, just to kind of like to stir the pot a little mm-hmm. bit here for our viewers, <laughs> is this the right time then for Poch to jump ship? If the United job, if Solskjaer's gone by, say, November, and now Pochettino's... This is ideal. This is ideal. Yeah. yeah. Because he'll, he'll be leaving Spurs who can't spend any money and are... To fester. At three or four injuries away from having to field the fans. Yeah. <laughs> although Barry, f- although Barry from Crystal Palace is actually pretty good, so you know, yeah, don't worry about that. So yeah, that's that's just it. Like, mm. And he's gonna go to Manchester United, a team, uh, no, a club where like financially it's just a fucking. They've got the grunt there. The juggernaut. Yeah. Does he? He seems smart enough that like he'd actually see how shit Man United is and be like, oh, I can't even deal with that. That's a good point because Spurs are at least in this season they are in a better place than United's. And maybe, okay, maybe not financially, in a sense, because they might well, be Nobody's better off than Manchester United financially. Oh, I know that, but in terms of, like, you're going from Champions League football, you're going to, like, a team yeah. that's arguably in a better place to that's a squad where you now have to work with these players and shift them, basically. Or at least make something out of them. What? You can do that, though. He's, like, as much as it pains me to say it, Pochettino is a really good coach. Yeah, he is. He's a very good coach. Would, like, he, would he be the kind of person that's able to get Pogba, Lukaku... Marshall Either out the door or yeah. or get or people in to replace them. Yeah. yeah, I reckon so. Mm-hmm. I reckon the only person who's gonna have any kind of bug there sticking with is probably Alexis. Mm-hmm. And even then, Alexis is gone in twenty twenty one. He'll only have to put up with him for a year. And sure, fuck it, it won't affect his transfer dealings because yeah. you know Manchester United literally print money. Yeah, exactly. He can just get whatever he wants then. Yeah, he yeah. literally get whatever he wants. He oh. goes here. Get this player, get this player, get this player, get this player, because I'm playing this system. But this is my go, point. And Woodward will go, what? Because Woodward doesn't have a fucking clue about football, despite running a football club. This is curious, because I always found, like, I was going to say, well, Pochettino's not going to like the relation with Ed Woodward, but it doesn't look like the one with Levy isn't that great either. Like, no. he, he came out and said, like, oh, yeah, I should have my position redefined, because I have no shout on, mani- on transfers not, at all. No saying transfers. Yeah, that's, that's so and also, weird. And also, Levy isn't really that good an organiser as the stadium fucking... Rebuild. Yeah, he's definitely so a haggler. That's 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 yeah. his kind well, of. See, he elephant. tried he tried to cut costs and save money by getting individual contractors to do everything and then coordinate it all himself, mm-hmm. as opposed to what Wenger did with the Emirates Stadium, whereby they paid a little extra and got in proper project managers. Yeah, and the whole thing went swimmingly. Whereas the Spurs Stadium rebuild was a colossal clusterfuck mm-hmm. of epic proportions. Even construction project magazines were coming out with joke stories, going yeah. like. You know, electricians are coming in one week only to find that like the ceiling that they were meant to wire has already been put up, meaning it has to be ripped down. <laughs> then they wire and then they put the ceiling back up, and then another set of fucking electricians comes in the next week and tears all that wiring out because it was done wrong. Because <laughs> they were they were operating off the, the wrong drawings. So yeah, so the stadiums cost them what about a billion? Yeah, most of that, like quite a large portion of that, is actually short term loans mm. very large short term loans with quite high interests so those are going to kick in yeah. you know their run to the Champions League final so helped them out but they're not going to be able to constantly do that yeah it's not sustainable it's not sustainable mm. as Arsenal have showed and we so, have, we have a, so what I throw it to you then would Pochettino be the first to go then no o- only if Ole if he was only, to make himself only available if, only if Ole goes so it wouldn't, go, it wouldn't be first over the other then no Ole will go and then he'll go He'll 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 wait 
Because he's in a decent enough position now. He'll wait until Manu are desperate. Yeah. And then he'll walk up to Manu and go, this is how I want to work. This is how I want to operate. I want no transfer limits. I want to say in transfers, mm. Woodward's a clown. I'm, I will not be dictated to a fucking... Uh, I will not be dictated to in footballing terms by a hedge fund manager. <laughs> you know? Seal the deal, Ed. Absolutely. I'm like, fuck that. Like, you don't let the maniac run the, the asylum. Yeah. It's like... I will say I want to play this system here are the players I want your jobs to go and buy those players I don't give a fuck what it costs I don't give a fuck about the wages that's what I do and Manchester United will go yes well said yeah yeah I think we can all we can all agree on that yeah so guys um, that has been our uh, liquid football podcast this has been extra time we'll be back next week then with a brand new proper edition that isn't in a time capsule um, we'll be talking about the uh, Premier League, how that went. We'll be talking about the Women's Super League that's starting very soon. So tune in for all that. Until then, guys, see you soon. Thank you very much for listening. And that was Liquid Football. Woo! That was really good. I like that. I was quite a big fan of that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> really good. Yeah.